Hello and welcome to Hello Radio. I'm Nora Rose. And my name is Sally. And we need to talk about Destiel. Yes, we do. <laughs> I <laughs> mentioned this to you already, but I have way more notes for these episodes than I have for past episodes. <laughs> yeah, you did tell me that. And I'm very excited because I do not have more notes than usually <laughs> I do. So, yeah, let's dive in. All right. So... The uh, episode uh, 409, I Know What You Did Last Summer, starts with this girl in a psych ward. And she is talking to her psychiatrist, basically telling her exactly what we already know is going on. Um, about the seals and Lilith and trying to start the apocalypse. Um, and... Then uh, she gets attacked by a demon and she runs and uh, we go to Sam and Dean and Ruby tells them that something's going down. Demons are trying to find this girl who seems to know stuff and they go looking for this girl. Her name is Anna and uh, with the help of Ruby a little bit too. And they find her at uh, her father's, her father was a pastor, um, and they find her at the church that he uh, worked at. And it turns out that she knows about Sam and Dean, too. There's this lovely little moment where she's like, Dean? The Dean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and it's great, and Ruby shows up, and there's a heavy hitter about to show up, and so uh, they try to fight this demon. Um, Ruby says that Sam has to use his powers, um, and it doesn't work on this demon. This demon is immune to his powers and it's made clear that this demon recognizes Dean in a very personal way and we're not sure why yet Um, he recognizes the demon too so it's a two sides yes Um, and uh, Ruby runs with Anna and the boys jump out of the window. <laughs> um, and next we see them at their motel room and they're cleaning themselves up. And uh, it's some lovely wumpage. Um, and yes, I just used that term. I know it's antiquated, <laughs> but. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Dean is basically like, okay, Sam, I've been going along with all of this stuff for with Ruby with some trepidation, to say the least, but I really need you to explain to me why the hell you trust her so much. And so Sam tells him about how basically Ruby saved his life. Um, she saved yep. him from Lilith, and from other demons, and also they're fucking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Um, <laughs> and Ruby shows up after Sam finishes his story in, uh, she's possessing a maid. A maid, yeah. <laughs> Um, and she gives them the address where they're at and says, meet me there. Um, I'm there with Anna and they go there and Anna seems to trust Ruby. 
Um, and so Dean starts to actually trust Ruby. Um, and then Anna starts to freak out because they're coming. And we assume that it's the demons. But yeah. no, it's Cass and Uriel. And Cass and Uriel say, we need the girl because she has to die. And that's the end of that episode. It immediately goes into 410, Heaven and Hell. And once again, the boys are like, no, you are not doing what you want to do. We're not letting you take this girl. Um, throughout the uh, episode, Ruby keeps talking about how this is not a war that we want to get in the middle of. Uh, between demons and angels it's like Godzilla and Mothra (laughs) (laughs) Um, but uh, Anna at the very beginning is able to get rid of the angels with this blood sigil and so the boys decide they need to figure out what is going on with this girl so they bring in an old familiar face Pamela yep and she uses hypnosis to uh, uncover some deeply childhood. buried memories. <laughs> yeah, childhood memories. <laughs> yes, childhood. Yes. Um, and it turns out that Anna is actually a fallen angel. And when we say fallen, we mean that quite literally, which is a nice setup for the end of season eight there um Mm. but uh they go to try to find her grace and it's already gone someone's taken it so uh they decide to basically bring godzilla and mothra to have their fight and just step out of the way yeah, because uh, they do not have any other choice. So that's the smartest yeah. way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. And in the process of this big fight, Anna is manages to get her grace back. Uriel was the one who had it. And powers back up. Um, and... Ends up killing Alistair, who is the demon that Dean recognized. His before. vessel, anyway. Yeah. It's uh, which you don't know at first. It could have been also Alistair himself, but as we later find out, it it's it's just his vessel. Um, and then uh, once things are more or less resolved, uh, the boys sit on the trunk of the Impala and have a heart to heart where Dean tells Sam that he tortured in hell and Alistair was his mentor. Yes. And that was the scene that made me fall in love with Dean. (laughs) 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 Fun fact. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Yeah, because, yeah, as you know, already I have skipped the first three seasons, so this was the first Mm -hmm. scene that really hit it it for me so yeah i love that (laughs) so some themes here we have as as the title of 410 says we have the theme of heaven and hell um and we have it in more than just angels versus demons we have it in uh well um Sam is fucking a demon and Dean <laughs> fucks an angel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Quite literally. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, I think there are the, um, the theme of feelings is like big yes. in this episode. Yeah. Yes. Like, that whole discussion that Anna and Dean have about, you know, being a perfect uh, warrior of God versus being a human and getting to experience the human experience. Yes. It's very much about feelings there. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot of religious themes um, beyond the uh, heaven and hell stuff. Faith, Anna, throughout it, especially before she remembers who she was, she she was a very Christian girl with her father being a pastor and everything, and she goes to the church for sanctuary and stuff. Yes. And so it's kind, it kind also, of is her safe, safe space, even though yeah. she technically is a fallen angel. So, Yeah. Well, and I want to talk more about this later, but uh, when right before Alistair first shows up, um, we know that he's about to show up when there's a statue of the Virgin Mary and there's blood dripping out of her eyes. Yeah. I think that's a little significant. Especially considering yeah. Sam and Dean's mother is also named Mary. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Okay. Yeah. I know you you didn't watch season three, so you didn't really get to know Ruby before she was Genevieve. Yeah. But, okay, we pretty much had an entire season of Ruby before Genevieve, and I still never trusted her until these episodes. When Dean started trusting her and when Anna was trusting her, I started trusting her. I still honestly don't understand where her change of heart came from. Like, because she was tortured by Lilith, that was the like deciding point for her, or I don't know if I don't know, and I don't know that we need to go too much into it. Um, because that's not what we're talking about in this podcast, but she might've honestly been lying about that whole, she might've been on the side of Azazel from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, because for me, as some somebody who has skipped the first three seasons, it was very much like, I, it kind of felt pushed in sense that I, I, I had this feeling watching them get together at, at that point that mm-hmm. they was like, oh, there is a hot dude and there is a hot girl and you know what, we're gonna make them <laughs> fuck on screen, like, you know, because yep. I didn't really feel like they had any connection that was like tangible. I don't know. This is just me because probably because I do not know the history they had, but yeah. 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 They definitely have a history. Okay. That's for sure. But well, and I just have to point out that this is the first time that we hear the phrase angel radio, which is, where we came up with our title of yep. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I this is this is a simple yes or no sort of question, but uh, that that first thing that Anna heard, did Dean Winchester save? Do you think that was Cass who said that? Hmm. I honestly have no idea, but technically it should have been him because he was the one doing the saving. Who so saved him? He, yeah. 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 Um. But you know what? Okay. That, and... Yeah. What did, sorry, what that phrase made me think like instantly when I heard it, when we already discussed that episode, I don't remember which one it was, but like uh, when Sam uh, and Dean are having, having this entire talk about faith and how Sam was... Uh, hoping that there would be a greater some kind of greater good so maybe that could 
mean for him that he was saved and then the first thing yeah the first thing uh uh they said about dean on angel radio was dean winchester was saved which is like a very interesting interesting part. yeah parallel yeah. Yeah. i like that okay so that that whole thing with the virgin mary statue and the eyes bleeding what what okay i know you haven't seen the first three seasons but (laughs) do we ever see that sort of reaction to a demon showing up yeah i think there is like uh, that's there to signify how powerful alistair is yeah and honestly i think there is also like a close-up on dean's face right mm-hmm. after we see the statue blade and i think he kind of knows, knows who is gonna show up yeah yeah and i love i find it interesting i definitely wikied this and it didn't have much information but alistair is one of two demons we see with white eyes right lilith is the other one okay and Lilith is basically second to Lucifer. Yeah, I think it's... I, I'm not sure, but is there like a same kind of hierarchy going on in, in hell? Like it is in... Usually yeah. the eyes are an indicator of hierarchy. Because the red eyes are crossroads demons. The yellow eyes are the princes of hell. Yeah. So it's just like... Oh, archangels and dungeons, yeah. seraphims, and so on. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I don't know that I've ever noticed this before. I really, okay, I really, 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 really love Alistair. I think he's a brilliant villain. I think he's just so scary, and the way he talks, both like the words that he uses and the little affect to his voice. I don't know that I've ever noticed before, but he has the same little affect to his voice, the sort of lilting thing in both vessels that we see him in. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um... The, uh... The okay, the in the flashback where Sam is telling D- Dean everything that mm-hmm. happened with Ruby, and he sh- Ruby calls it a kamikaze attack on Lilith. Mm-hmm. It's very Dean of Sam to do something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and. And and I wrote down here, Kamikaze ca- attack is very Dean of Sam and Cass. Oh wait, I mean Ruby <laughs> wants <laughs> or tries to stop him. Also, she okay. <sighs> she shows up to save the day, just like Cass will a thousand times, and and. Sam says this, uh, Ruby came back for me. She saved me. More than that, she got through to me. Yeah. And this same episode is the episode that we hear the phrase, Dean Winchester is saved. So both Ruby and Cass are saving their significant others. <clears throat> yeah, there there is certainly a parallel in that. And also, uh, just the way Ruby has to prove herself to Sam. Because yes. when, when Sam sends her uh, to find a vessel that is already dead, so there's not not somebody she's suppressing in, in, the, in the vessel. And when yep. she comes back, uh, back with some, wearing a woman who was comatose and basically mm-hmm. brain dead before. And then... Um, yeah, she just keep, and then essentially she just uh, betray, betrays the de- uh, the demons, right? 
And then yeah. uh, in the next episode, when they make the deal and lure the, the demons, Alistair and so on, to fight the angels, that's also another betrayal. I mean, the first is when she betrays Lilith. And that's kind of the same thing that ha happens uh, when Cass uh, lets Dean out of that room and uses the sigil to blow away, uh, blow away the angels in later episodes. Uh, yep. So that, that is like both of them, like both Sam and Dean kind of already have this attachment to Ruby and uh, Cass, but they still don't trust themselves and don't trust the others. And the other has always to prove themselves trustworthy. Like that's a huge parallel I saw watching those these episodes. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted and to point yeah, another, out... And another yes, thing, go ahead. Just, uh, yeah, to tie tie this up. Uh, so another thing is that uh, it's always in about uh, brothers. So Sam asks Ruby if she can help him save Dean, which yeah. parallels to Dean asking uh, asking Cass if he can take uh, uh, Sam's. Uh, Lucifer trauma or hell trauma or whatever it is that makes Cass go mad in later seasons. Yeah. So there is also another parallel that uh, is very loud to me. Yes. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I wanted to point out that this is the first time these episodes are the first time we hear one of the brothers uh, call Cass Cass to his face. Um, no. we didn't, we skipped over the episode the first time that the word cast is used, which would be 404. Um, and Dean hasn't, Dean hasn't said it to Cass yet, but when Cass is going after Sam, Sam says, hey, Cass, you don't have to do this, basically. Um, so that's a significant thing. I find it interesting, especially since uh, the episode before, when we first see Alistair and see the white eyes on Alistair, that they gave Pamela white eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was like a marketing stunt on Pamela's end. They could have done says. any color. Especially because there are only two demons with white eyes. <laughs> yeah, I think that was just a coincidence, honestly. I don't think they meant anything by it. Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, so now we're getting to the stuff between Dean and Anna. And Dean says, and I wrote this down verbatim, you don't doubt yourselves or God or anything. Except, Except that the last time we saw Cass, he said, I have doubts. Yeah, so Dean, just like he knows that Cass is just know, weird dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think he he yeah he he's still probably in that man headspace where he he has these certain ideas about angels and finds very hard to let them go. Yeah. I think he he probably struggles with that up until that that episode with Cass disobeying, mm -hmm. like openly disobeying the other angels and sending him to Sam. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and then and then Anna says that only four angels have seen God, and we bring up that word again. They have to, even the angels have to take it on faith. Yeah. Which what, has got to be hard for Dean to realize that. Because he started to believe in the angels. Yeah, so 
him believing in some in in creatures that also blindly believe in something bigger. Yeah, that is that's insane. Kind of disappointing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, which four four uh, angels have seen God? Like, does this still add up or? Like okay, Metatron, Joshua, and then no, the not Joshua. Right? Joshua said he doesn't see God; he just talks to God. Let right. me hear. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if to, we like... know. Yeah, I mean the archangels obviously would have to have seen seen gods as they were like the But I think there are more than four creation. of them. Yeah, that's why I was asking, like, does this still like is it It's got still... it's gotta have just been a random number that they pulled out of a hat. Yeah. Um another thing is that when you mentioned that this is the first episode they say Cass's name oh yes i mean the shorter version so that makes me think that at this point Cass was probably or, or misha was probably already signed up for more episodes than three or four or yes. what the original plan because there's like no way that it's illogical to shorten a character's name that's gonna die in the next episode and never come back well, and I mean, if we're going to talk about the shortening of Cass's name, then let's just get it over and done with and talk about how the <laughs> TL part of the name is the of God oh, yeah, part makes of me the name. Every time I think about it, yes. So we're getting rid of that and we're getting rid of that after we hear Cass say that he has doubts. Yeah. Another win. An unintentional win for Supernatural Rising Team. <laughs> yeah! Was that on purpose? No way! Uh, I don't think so. Nah. No way was it on purpose. If you are listening to this, Eric Kripke, and it was on purpose, <laughs> please tweet oh at us. Oh my god, if you are listening to this to Eric Kripke... Oh, if Eric Kripke is listening to this, we have other problems. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's a busy man and he doesn't care yes. about supernatural he's definitely not listening to this <laughs> um, I love that Anna says that they were waiting on orders from an unknowable father and the look on Dean's face <laughs> yeah. like that hits a little close to home they again parallels with the talk uh, Cass and Dean have after Cass gets drunk at some point in the future uh -huh. episodes. And uh, yeah, when he, well, uh, air quotes, complains about God being absent. Yeah. And Dean says that he knows how it is to have a yeah. dead uh, beat father. Dead beat so, dad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's. Um, you knew that this question was coming because we've screamed <laughs> about it already on this podcast. But why? Why? I'm trying to say this calmly. <laughs> why does Take she put her hand on the handprint? Can I say something? Can I say something? I, I honestly, I think <laughs> <laughs> the way th that scene is shot and they, I was, when, when Anna first gets on Dean, <laughs> for lack of a better word, <laughs> where it, because the way, the way it's framed, we see, because, no, when, when Dean is on Anna, sorry, <laughs> because then we see his right shoulder and, uh, or yeah. I mean, the shoulder we see is not the shoulder the handprint is on, and they may mm -hmm. they go to lengths to show the other shoulder with handprint, mm -hmm. so that they have to like just turn them around so we'll get get a look at his second shoulder with the handprint so they can shoot mm -hmm. this very cheesy 
scene. <laughs> with, and it's yeah. so intentional too. Yes, yes. They literally, it's like, it's, it's a close-up. It's not just something in, in the corner of screen yeah. there. And and my it's my like... personal favorite, yeah, when they have this hand uh, on 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 the car window, uh-huh. like pressing against a car window, which always makes me think about Titanic. It's <laughs> 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 like the same shot. <laughs> this makes me laugh every time. Yeah. Uh, okay, but with her putting her hand on the in- the handprint, it's like okay. What did I say in my notes? I said, it's like they're saying it should have been Anna to save him. Exactly, 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 exactly. I, I thought about that a lot. And then I thought about Dean and Cass's, um, sorry, uh, Dean and Anna's uh, conversations prior to that scene. And I, then I mm-hmm. thought about what what it could have been like if, if it was Cass and Dean having those conversations. Uh-huh. And then I went crazy. <laughs> well, and, and earlier she did say that she was Cass and Uriel's commander. And now Cass is Uriel's commander. So you can reasonably assume that when Anna fell, Cass took her position. And maybe that's why he's the one who save Dean and if she hadn't have fallen right. Anna would have yeah. been the one to mm, I'm insane that, no no this is this is great I am I didn't think about that but that makes so much sense you're absolutely right <laughs> yeah and then right after this sex scene Uriel dreamwalks Dean and has the iconic, iconic line uh, because Cat, uh, not Cass, Dean asks where Cass is. It's like, you know, where you're off your leash. And Uriel says, Yeah. You see, yeah. he has this weakness, he likes you. This is first of all like it's this is insane. <laughs> Second of all, it's, this is so cute. Like I can't, I cannot comprehend it. There is this creature who is like millennials old, and he's like he, this this dude I'm working for who is also millennials old <laughs> is literally a crush on you. Like that that is what he's saying. Oh you know? my god insane and that, that is just yeah. the first time that we have some but, angel be like but, god this is so annoying the the way that yet every time an angel mentions dean and cast in i mean later on starting from now that they oh, yeah. absolutely oh, know yeah. that cast is gonna Before- leave like and the uh-huh. way they use that to tease tease them or yeah. tease Cass mostly. It's crazy. Wow. Okay, and then we have another thing that drives me crazy. <laughs> when it seems like Dean has betrayed Anna and she's like, it's okay. And they kiss. And as they're kissing, it cuts to Cass? A close-up! It cuts, cuts to a close-up of Cass, which means that we are we are meant to literally re- read every micro-expression he makes and interpret it. So, and he makes a lot of expressions <laughs> in that scene. <laughs> And none of them are straight. I'm sorry. Yes, okay, go on. (laughs) Right? Well, and, okay, so if they wanted to show disgust, like, ugh, an angel and a mud monkey are kissing, that's disgusting, you know, they would have shown Uriel. 
exactly so exactly I, I have the exact same point in my notes so if they <laughs> yeah if they were like why not show a close-up of uriel why why i mean okay let's let's just dissect yeah. this i get it that they they did it because of obviously the previous theme of cast uh, uh feeling uh doubt and this was kind of con- like continuation of that but the way the way well and the also... way it's staged is absolutely it is not not that it is just it's temptation like what you see that in that scene it is like mm-hmm. the kiss is something that is tempting Cass. yeah and there's there's another way to read it too because right after that Cass apologizes to Anna and says we have a history so there's an, a way to interpret it saying that Cass and Anna have a romantic history except that we know from season five that Cass never had the opportunity (laughs) as he puts it and Uriel also just said that Cass likes Dean yeah no I never I I never that never came to my mind because I already I I think the way angels operate and the guardians operate they just mean that they were like work buddies or like siblings and yeah i'm just saying that some heterosexual <laughs> people could read it that way uh, okay I, I guess i can accept that <laughs> but and- but but it's but like you said it doesn't it doesn't follow up it doesn't it do- there is a reading of it that way but it doesn't when you put it all together it doesn't Makes sense to read it that way. Another thing that stands uh, out to me in this scene is that there is um, when when Cass apologizes for that, he uh, Anna says that uh, he doesn't even know what is it what what it feels like to feel sorry or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So every time mm-hmm. Cass is trying to communicate that he actually has feelings, Anna never lets him because. In Anna's head or eye, he is just this yeah. angel, the way angels are before they tear out their grace or and whatever. Do you think that's because? I think Cass is very frustrated in the scene, Anna... and I don't mean like sexually. He <laughs> he is very frustrated in terms that yeah. he is feeling all these things, and on, on one side there is Dean who is a human and and says that he had this uh, grand idea of how angels were supposed to be righteous and so on, and then there is Anna who is an ex angel who has like experience of both worlds, like being an angel and being uh, a human, and also these and uh, they also know each other have a history this this angel slash person is telling him that no what he is feeling it aren't actually human feelings or any kind of or type of feelings and he is mistaken to read it that way and then he stands there and ends up watching this kiss and then he i I think like he's the gears in his head are turning like he's trying to figure out like what he is feeling watching that kiss like what is that is that what kind of feeling is that? Like, is he jealous? Is is does he wish to experience yeah. that? Is he surprised that angels could do that if they went went uh, human, or could angels do that without going human? Like, there are so many possibilities of what is happening in this head, his head. So, and I think that Anna, I think. I think that Cass is sorry. Yeah. And that Anna just can't accept that someone who didn't go through the agony of ripping out their own grace would actually understand those feelings. Yeah, I think there's also that Anna... I mean, logically, if we think about it, if Anna didn't, wasn't tempted the same way Dean was when she was, she spent like 2000 years or something stationed on earth watching people, as as she says, if she wasn't tempted 
uh, during that time, then logically she would have never ripped out her grace. But also she has lived so long as human and has like little recollection of what it felt like to be an angel. I think she kind of forgot that part, I guess. And cannot empathize empathize with Dean, uh, with Cass in that regard. Or she just is unwilling to to do that for some reason. I know. Yeah. This actually brings me to another point that I thought about that I don't know that you will have much input on because you haven't gotten this far in the show. But... You can spoil me, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it, no, I I think you I think you already know this. Um I think we've already talked about it on this podcast. But um the whole Anna has this whole trauma about uh her real father being mad at her and mad at her enough to want to kill her. Yeah. So that father that she's talking about is God, a.k.a. Chuck. And we find in season 15, when the biblical God turns into a villain, um, that Chuck is incredibly angry about the fact that Cass just will not follow his outline. Yeah. Yeah. So is it and and you could argue that that the anchor at Anna is part of the story that Chuck wrote so maybe that's not necessarily like real anger it's just part of the story and the anger at Cass is is a real thing do you yeah, get I, what I, I'm I, I, I get it I, I get it it's sense. kind of what I think what you were trying to say is that uh, Anna's uh, relationship or what we hear about in these ep- the, these two episodes is kind of foreshadowing of what comes between Chuck and Cass in and, season 15. And Cass does it oh, 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 I just Okay. <laughs> Shoot, come on. <laughs> so the last like two, maybe three seasons mm-hmm. Cass's grace is failing, and there is no goddamn explanation. Thank for you, it. thank you. You you just managed to yeah. Okay, go. I, I know what you're gonna say, but please say it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> is it failing because Chuck is fucking pissed off, and the only way he knows how to punish an angel? Is to make them human. This is a great explanation of of that. Like I've been I, I, every time I'm trying to like come up with answers, I literally end up empty-handed because I have no explanation why that is happening to Cass. Except, I mean, it's so obvious that even Misha Collins has complained about that. So, <laughs> so yeah, that that would be a very good e- explanation, and I do not. I'm like I'm not sure that is what the writers were going with, or if I, I honestly think they just. But it's what yeah, I'm it, going it's good. With. It ties in perfectly, <laughs> and yeah, I'm just gonna accept it as a head cannon from now on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel brilliant, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, we have some more of my uh little thing about uh Cass uh and how he touches people to use his powers on them. Um, when he uh knocks uh 
Sam unconscious. It's two fingers to the forehead. And then when he tries to kill Alistair, it's a palm to the forehead. It doesn't work, but we do see right after that, Uriel put a palm to random demon number five, and it kills the demon a la the demon knight. Yeah. Yeah, that would su- for me that would suggest um, that of Cass being Uriel's boss technically is obviously more powerful, so he doesn't have to mm-hmm. use his entire hand on lesser demons, I guess. <laughs> like Uriel does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the moment that I think and I could be wrong, we will never know for sure, and maybe some of our listeners have other ideas of where this happens, but we have the moment that I think is where Cass was supposed to be killed. Oh, okay. It's when Alistair is uh, holding him and reciting Latin. We find out in a later episode that what he's doing is basically exercising Castiel, but we don't know what's going on at this point. And we just know that Cass doesn't look (laughs) well. Um, And I wrote down here, uh, but then Dean breaks free of the narrative and saves Cass. Uh In your (laughs) face, Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so and I find it I find it if if I am right about that being when Cass was supposed to die the fact that Dean was the one to save him says so much for our little ship (laughs) yeah Yeah, I, 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 I'm actually going to look into that and maybe I'll find some information about when uh, they were yeah. going to get rid of Cass. Maybe we can do a special episode. Maybe we could. <laughs> yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then after the demons are defeated and Anna has disappeared, Uriel, like, threatens Dean and he like is about to he takes a step forward or something and Cass holds him back yeah and is just like nope we're not gonna do this today I like (laughs) this kid (laughs) he is my weakness for the lack of that word (laughs) yeah Right. These episodes. <laughs> yeah, did I have forgotten how intense it was in the earlier seasons? Yeah, I mean, this is only. <laughs> this is this just is the, the beginning. first season that Cass is in. This is this is episode five and six. That Cass yeah. is in. And we're already this insane. <laughs> We've already had an outsider say he likes you. Yeah, but I mean, still, we are, I feel like I'm, I'm running in circles here, but like, why would you, why would you write that? I mean, there are so many other, there right? are so many other ways to communicate exactly that. But, like, not make it that romantic, you know? Like, why he likes you? Why, not make it yeah, that Why? Why say he, <laughs> you, you were his weakness? Or, I mean, why these specific words? Yeah. And I'm not even going to die. Go go to that uh, that scene where, where whoever it is, I don't remember her name, when that female angel is like, Castiel was lost the moment he laid his hand on you. Like, oh, what is oh, that? Yeah. We'll talk about okay. that when we get okay, there. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm done. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, guys. So, thank, 
thanks so Next much for listening episodes. to us first of all <laughs> yeah oh yeah as always <laughs> next episodes are both cast light um or no cast at all in fact in one of them but they're pretty significant uh we have 414 sex and violence which is the famous siren oh, episode yeah. you now you understand why we have to talk about this episode it, <sighs> um and 415 death takes a holiday which is the episode where the reapers are not reaping yep so if you're watching along with us those are the episodes that you need to watch and we will see you next time. Take care. <laughs> on Hello Radio. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hello Radio. I'm Nora Rose. And I'm Sally. You can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Hello Radio. Theme music was provided by Kalua. And thank you so much to Josh for being our wonderful oh. editor. Let me cry